Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine. Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. On SAFM. Eight minutes after one o'clock. Good afternoon to you. This is Life Happens. My name is Pimelo Mutine. We continue our coverage on COVID-19. Um, we spoke yesterday about what is happening, my concerns around what was happening in Cape Town and statements that I heard coming through from Cape Town that um, informal settlements that were illegal were excluded from the aid of the city. I wanted to get verification on that. I wanted an official to come and explain that to us. Maybe we don't have the right information, but that was a concern for me. And we have just gotten uh, a mayoral committee member to talk to us about that. Before we go into everything else, I'm just going to quickly ask you please to be patient with us so that we can do this interview as quickly as possible before we go into the business of the day. So JP Smith, who is a mayoral committee member for safety and security in the city of Cape Town, joins us now on the line. Thank you so much for honoring the time and making the time to talk to us. Thank you. Good afternoon. No problem, ma'am. It's been a little bit chaotic, so I think, sorry about yesterday. Uh, things got a little bit frantic, and we had some urgent matters, so I'm afraid the interviews had to be um, pushed on to the back burner. You're here now, so we really appreciate it. Just just clarify for us, uh, JP, whether it is true that you are saying as a city that informal settlements that were illegal will not be catered for during this time. I don't know where such nonsense would come from, ma'am absolute nonsense so i mean somebody's attempted political narrative but uh, no no basis in truth i must say i i personally saw one of uh, one of your colleagues on tv reiterating the fact what what was the what Which was being said this, what was being said nothing like that i don't know who's saying what i can't keep track of what everybody says but i can tell you i sit on the disaster operations committee um, we're having another meeting now too i'm on my way there and there is nothing like that. We've rolled out additional water points. We're creating isolation spaces. We're doing enforcement and doing every other kind of support. So there is no such thing. Just tell us exactly what your plans are then going forward, uh, JP. Uh, in relation to informal settlements? Correct. So there's two important deliverables uh, with regards to informal settlements. Um, the main one being that the city has made additional water points available to uh, Jojo tanks and water tankers. Um, We've gotten a handful of tankers that are arriving from the National Department of Public Works, um, but the vast majority of these are ours, and we are rolling out hundreds of uh, Jojo tanks that are going up at different places to assist with additional water access. And then uh, the other critical issue is um, isolation facilities so that people can self-isolate uh, if need be, and facilities have been identified across the informal settlements for this purpose and are being administered by the health department and the provincial health department. We know that Johannesburg and Gauteng had specifically earmarked spaces for the homeless. What is your plan with regards to the homeless there? Um, yes, they were assisted quite um, nimbly by the National Department of Public Works who made buildings and facilities available also through Transnet. That courtesy, unfortunately, wasn't extended to Cape Town. So we've had to make our own arrangements. Um, we have just as hang of on, today, just Hang on a minute. Are, are you saying that was not something that came from national extended to all the provinces? No, ma'am. We have not had any such access to facilities. The mayor even took it as far as driving around with one of the ministers to point out facilities that were standing vacant, which we hoped we could use, even asking for open land. And from last week and Monday when the agreement was put in place, as of this morning, we are still only getting 
finalization now. We're still waiting a final letter that says we can go onto the land and erect facilities at Wingfield. So it's more than a week of delay now. But in the meantime, we've made our own arrangements. So the homeless people, um, the first facility is already full, and we are creating um, a much larger facility now, uh, which we will start moving people to tomorrow. So that work is underway. This is very confusing to me. So with regards to, for instance, the water that you were just telling us about, um, my understanding was that National was taking care of this. Are you saying that this is now what the city is doing? Are you talking about water points and informal settlements? Yes, I mean, obviously, of all of these... Of city doing it, ma'am. Yes, the National made a tiny contribution. I think they, they facilitated nine additional tankers, which we're grateful for. We're not um, ungrateful for the assistance. But, I mean, our own intervention is is many, many times larger than that. So um, we, uh, we are doing what we need to do, um, and we are spending millions of rands extra... Um, the homeless intervention alone will cost 12 to 15 million rand at a conservative estimate. Uh, and we're doing these things that need to be done. And our disaster operations center meets daily to coordinate it. Uh, staff are bringing in additional resources from all over. We're talking to contractors to make all kinds of miracles happening, happen to find facilities and structures to house people in. So these things are happening. And, and what about the feeding of these people that you've moved into these spaces? Two meals a day. Um, as is happening, for instance, at the expanded Kulenborg space, uh, and that will continue until the end of the lockdown, even if it's extended. Mm. T- talk to me about the plans for congested spaces. You know, we spoke a little bit about the informal settlement, and it's a challenge for that everybody. I'm not, um, that I'm not at liberty to discuss with you, ma'am. You're going to need to speak to somebody who is more central to that conversation, like the Provincial Minister of Housing or the Maker Member for Housing. The city has been part of discussions on that, but the detail of it, I'm not um, a favor to the point that I can comment on radio. I know that three sites are being worked on, and they're looking at de-densifying sites. But I think the methodology is, is potentially profoundly flawed, because to take individuals out who you believe to be high risk and to simply put them adjacent in another facility or in another space, which is semi-formal, is problematic. And the spaces which you remove them from will simply re-densify immediately. So unless a far more substantial intervention is made uh, with roads um, and the spaces that are clear are consolidated into road spaces, they will simply be reoccupied. And that serves no meaningful goal because the spaces to which you move people deprives those spaces from being developed into formal accommodation and deprives people from long-term formalized housing. Sounds to me like there's a bit of a disagreement between the city and provincial. No, not a city difference between the city and provincial. We um, quite understand each other and we don't need anybody to interpret for us what we each think. But the strategy, I think, is slightly more flawed then. Okay, so if, if you feel that way, what would you rather have happened? There needs to be, if you do intend to achieve um, de-densification, and I have asked that you rather discuss this with my housing colleagues who are centrally involved in the strategy. If you do want to achieve this, then the appropriate strategy is to aim for a re-blocking methodology, which we have done in many communities, and that is to take the spaces that you're opening up, consolidate or formalize those into road spaces so that services can be more effectively provided in those communities, which includes waste, um, fire, and solid waste um, and water um, points, and so that uh, policing can be more effectively done in the future, and so that the spaces don't just get reoccupied. We have done this in the past where we've removed individual structures and the policing of those spaces to prevent them from being reoccupied is almost impossible. 
you're on the ground. Are people abiding by the lockdown rules? Um, in some places, yes, ma'am. There's admirable attempts to, to oblige. Um, I would say in excess of 99%. In other communities, much less so. Um, this has been complicated by the SASA payouts, but after today, we're hoping that will stabilize. We've done in excess of 300 arrests with SAPs in the military, and we are trying to keep the enforcement civilized, but I'm afraid tempers are flaring on all sides, and all the different enforcement agencies are now facing staff on the ground, getting increasingly frustrated and irritable, and the same with the members of the public. So we're seeing these examples across South Africa of, um, of people no longer engaging amicably on the street, and we're having to rein in the staff and, and remind them of their constitutional duties and uh, the professional service they need to conduct. J.P. Smith, Mayoral Committee Member of Safety and Security in the City of Cape Town. I don't know what you made of that conversation. 891 is the number to dial. I mean, I'll tell you what. It's an interesting time, isn't it? And and first of all, I mean, there was there was a there was a tenseness in his voice. That's the one thing. The the one thing that I mentioned yesterday, which remains for me, is the the willingness for officials to speak to the people on the ground, um, and the 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 unwillingness for people to speak to people on the ground. There is nothing that is going to be achieved if the community doesn't get an opportunity to ask you questions, if the media doesn't get an opportunity to ask you questions, if you don't take an opportunity to clarify stuff. So this is very interesting that when you get an official, there is suddenly this angst and there is suddenly this, you know, people are, are not willing to take, you know, he was very, he was very rushed. He didn't want to speak for very long and he didn't want to address certain things. He is, by the way, a mayoral committee member of safety and security. Safety and security at this point, it is paramount because everything now is intertwined. Housing, safety and security, health, all of these things are intertwined. And I can tell you now, we tried all the officials in the city. Unfortunately, we don't have a clip of one of the officials saying, well, informal settlements that are legal are not going to be taken care of. But I do assure you that that was said. But nonetheless, I want your take on this. 891 What we can do, the only thing I can do is to at least allow people to do their jobs. And unfortunately, that means accounting to you. And if someone comes on and is not willing, well, we make your own decision up. 0891-104-207.